almost every single one of my classes, we always, the professors will just get up in the front of the class and they'll just start going on these tangents about how hurricanes are becoming more intense, winters are becoming more intense, summers are becoming more intense. And in every single class, it's just there and it's becoming more and more of a reality. And then I talk to other kids and they're like, oh, it's not happening. 2020 is almost over, finally. Um, I think that even by crypto Z standards, we can say it's been a year from hell. And I think we're all looking forward to whatever is ahead. But of course, there is a lot we can be grateful for. And we should be vigilant to keep those positive thoughts in mind, to replenish our creative well and making plans for the year coming. And I'd like to take a moment to thank all the crypto Z premium listeners that have subscribed to season one. It's a real privilege to have you. Every time that I go through some dark moments, which we all do, all I have to do is think about all our amazing supporters to find hope and energy again. So thank you so much. There's also some great news coming. First of all, the holidays. And then soon in 2021, hopefully the vaccine, which I've been told is made of substance Z. Um, so it's either going to save all of us, either going to turn us all into cryptids. So uh, if you finished season one, you know what I'm talking about. Today we're featuring one of our earliest listeners, Anlias. She is currently studying geoscience and environmental studies in Texas. And she has a big heart and big plans to make the world a better place. So no better way to kick off the holidays. But before we start, some CryptoZ news. We are adapting CryptoZ into a role-playing game. We have a KeyCast game designer team and it's really going to be amazing. We're hoping to complete this by the end of spring 2021, uh, early summer 2021. Uh, however, we're going to start beta testing probably January or end of January or February. Uh, so if you'd like to be among those early players and would like to uh, help us make this game unforgettable, please write to us, CryptoZ at Euphony.media, it's in the show notes or on our website, and we would be so happy to have your input. This is just one of the big developments for CryptoZ outside of the audio drama, and I hope that I'll be able to make more definitive announcements uh, early next year. In the meantime, uh, the original soundtrack of CryptoZ Season 1 has finally hit the store, so you can find it on iTunes, on Spotify, and of course, you can buy the album in our store. It's another fantastic way to help us make CryptoZ Season 2, and you'll find 27 amazing tracks which you are listening to right now. Just go on our website, euphony.media. Hey, Elias, thank you so much for making it to the show. I'm super excited to have you. I love the idea of uh, having listeners speaking about CryptoZ and giving me their feedbacks and try to help us understand how we can make it better. 
and also we get to know each other, which is uh, which is always fun. So you've been such an incredible uh, listener so far. You've been to all our live events. You've been there from day one, uh, episode one. Um, except last week, actually, now that I think about it, uh, we missed you. No one's perfect. You're completely forgiven. So, yeah, I was just kind of interested to hear your thoughts and how you found CryptoZ and, and sort of like what kind of drew you to join us so early on. The most exciting thing about CryptoZ that drew me in from the beginning was the just absolute how authentic the uh, the podcast was, how authentic the acting was, and just how well everything was wrapped together. It made it like I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I really love audio dramas. And it's just such a common thing for the, like several of the actors to be really good. And there to be then one or two actors that you can tell are just reading off of a script Mm -hmm. and they've got the emotion, they've got the enthusiasm, but it just doesn't sound like they are the character. But with Crypto C, I listened to the first episode and it was like, oh my gosh, it sounds like these people are the characters. It sounds like that I'm in the near future and I'm in the Alps and I'm about to freeze to death because Jane Silver's here and she's shuddering into this uh, tape recorder and it, it just sounds great. It, the emotion and everything goes across really well. I really appreciate uh, just good listening experiences and that's honestly what drew me into crypto z and then just danielle's writing on top of it how well uh, she's able to bring in just world building in a natural way to weave it all into the story without it feeling forced and i go to school for environmental geosciences and to hear just the way that she's working these stories into the current climate issues that we're facing that also was one of the things that really drew me in. All right, God, I have like about a hundred questions in my mind. And so what's going to happen is like they're all going to fight each other and I'm not going to come up with anything. Um, I just want to track back a second and then I want to talk about climate change and then I want to talk about, uh, you, you know, your studies. And then um, how did you, is it why you listen to podcasts? How did you find us uh, in the first place? I found uh, Crypto... Sorry, go on. No, 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 please go ahead. I found Crypto Z from an ad on the Magnus Archives. So I was already like into the spooky, into like the sci-fi stuff. And just from that little one minute ad, or I don't remember how long it was, but it was just you talking about uh, the podcast. I don't think there was even any audio from the actual podcast. It was just you talking about it. I was like, oh, this sounds good. And I went and I checked it out and I think only the first episode was up. I listened to the first episode. It was like at the end of the episode, it was uh, come in for a live event. And I texted you right away and I was like, oh boy, this is exciting. Getting in on the ground level of a podcast is something I've never done before. I've always joined a podcast on the last season or something. So it was fun being able to hear that ad be oh, this sounds cool, and then join in. So from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like it's in your character to kind of jump it into, like, some stranger's uh, Zoom event uh, on a completely brand new show. No, this is honestly the first time. I really don't go out of my way to find things. Uh, maybe I will now that I've had an experience showing me <laughs> that why it's uh, worth so much. Um, but for the most part, I just 
listen out, keep my ear out for things that people are saying are good. Uh, try to just figure my way so that I don't, you know, waste time on a podcast, listen to a podcast for four hours, and then it just turns out to be a crummy story. But <laughs> no, hopping in on something and becoming invested in it as it's, as it's growing and it continuing to be a good story, that's just really exciting. So I, I may become one of those people who tries to seek out <laughs> uh, new podcasts. I see. So I'm curious, how was the listening experience in in our listen parties uh, versus listening by yourself? Like, I'm always dreaming that uh, listeners, like, listen on very good headphones by themselves in the dark or something, but I realize it's not very realistic. So I would always listen whenever there were the Zoom watch parties. That was always my first time listening. After that, I typically listen at work or on my way to work. So I'll pump up my audio all the way in the car so I can heal, hear every single tiny little pin drop or snow crunch. And uh, then I just hope that I catch everything in my car. And then I get to work and I'm, I work in a lab. So I've got just a whole bunch of noise and I try to pump up my ears, earphones all the way, listen to it then. And then I get home from work and I listen to it again to try and get every single detail. So I listen to it in a bunch of different ways, but I try to listen to it a whole bunch so I can catch all the loose ends that I missed before. Or not loose ends, but they were loose ends before I went back and listened again. So it's also the first time, just so you know, for all the actors to, to listen to their work. Um, otherwise, they just, you know, haven't heard anything, not even like drafts or edits or anything. So is that a different experience to listen with them or are you able to like forget about the live event? Definitely the first time that I listen through, I'll put on my headphones and then I'll go and I'll sit away from my computer. Or I'll turn off my computer screen or something so that I'm not distracted. But it is always fun whenever something happens in the podcast and then I turn on the chat and everyone's like responding like, oh, you made my voice sound funny. <laughs> and they're just, it's fun seeing these actors just be normal people responding to something that they were a part of uh it's really cool and then when i am listening to it on my own it is just kind of like that meditative experience like you described just trying to think okay so what does the scene look like it's really cool but for the most part i do enjoy seeing the actors faces as they're listening seeing them thinking through it And then whenever I do listen to the podcast, it's their faces that I'm picturing. And it's like them in these perilous situations turning into werewolves and stuff that I'm imagining. Yeah. There's, is there, um, what's your favorite episode if you have any? And then uh, I'm wondering what are the little details of the little thing that make you, that makes you, you know, crypto Z, crypto Z for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite episode all in all would have to be the episode where Jane Silver were exploring her past and she's you know talking to the therapist and everything because I don't remember which number that is or what the name of the episode was a six I love exploring characters backstories that's one of the most exciting things to me whenever you're reading a book or listening to a podcast or watching a movie I love the backstory and so getting to see what made Jane Silver Jane Silver why she's a member of Crypto Z. That was probably my favorite episode, but I've also 
I loved the first episode with all the different scene changes and going through these different world building aspects when she's talking to different directors in Crypto Z and they're all laughing at her for, you know, saying that she's looking for these things that she thinks can, can answer the climate, the climate issue. And uh, just all these different little tiny pieces that make the show more tangible. That's, those are my favorite episodes and my favorite parts of the show. It's not too specific, but that's that's what I like. No, no, it is. It's great, actually. Uh, it's interesting because episode six, I think, it was kind of like one of the easiest one to make. Not that it was easy, but uh, one of the simplest one where with a lot of um, narration and 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 long dialogue scenes that kind of carry you over and and transition into more. Uh, uh other level of consciousness so it's it's really it's a really interesting one so i'm kind of curious because you're studying geoscience uh or environmental studies and a bit like our crypto z agents so i'm wondering if uh is jane silver do you identify with her at a personal level at all i mean i i smell aside obviously i let's see so on a personal level it's not so much of a connection, but it is like if I'm talking to a friend and hearing their experiences, but there's nothing in my life. Like I've never broken a bone. I've never gotten caught in the snow and rescued by an abominable snowman. Um, But listening to her and listening to just these experiences, like not seeing birds anymore. There's no more birds. And then connecting that to the fears that we constantly face in my schoolwork where we're talking about, you know, uh, we're facing another mass extinction. We're having these mass climate disasters and no one's really paying attention as much as they should be. And seeing those concerns reflected in Jane Silver's work, I think is the way that I connect with that on a personal level. Uh, so nothing in her personality, but more about the concerns that she reflects are mostly what I, what I admire. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I told Danielle in one of the, in one of the Zoom calls that I study environmental geosciences at Texas A&M University. I'm a student here. I'm a, I'm a senior. Hang on. Are you from and Texas? I am from Texas. This is so interesting. You know that like, I think Texas is our second state. Like, there's California and then Texas. Like- Californians and Texans like to imagine that they're in a colder climate. So that's why we listen to Crypto Z. It, it helps us cool down in our 110 degree heat. I see. You know, constant forest fires for California. It's funny. Um, because of it, I think our first game will be set in Texas. But please continue. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. So in almost every single one of my classes, we always... The professors will just get up in the front of the class and they'll just start going on these tangents about how, you know, hurricanes are becoming more intense. Winters are becoming more intense. Summers are becoming more intense. And in every single class, it's just there and it's becoming more and more of a reality. And then I talk to other kids and they're like, Oh, it's not happening. And so that just makes what Daniel writes seem more and more like a possibility. Like, yeah, six extinction is possible. Uh, our fifth extinction. I don't remember what number we're on, <laughs> but um, 
This is number six. Just all these changes are, if we stay on the business as usual path, which is something that we talk about in our studies, business as usual, then crypto C may become a reality. <laughs> yeah, it's it was you know it was something um, that was obviously uh, you know it's a very deep personal fear um, and it's definitely happening um but i thought why don't we you know why don't we just jump ahead and just be past that or just it's already happened or it's you know it's at the end of that and there's no um there's no debating about it the question is you know what what would the world be like and what how people will imagine the wildlife if there is isn't any you know what what kind of um dream or fantasy or or creature could could rise out of it to kind of give us a little bit of hope um was that something strong for you in crypto z it's pretty important whenever that first started being discussed in the show i just automatically was like whoa this show is so cool it uh really grabbed me in even more than i already had been and i hadn't even really realized that it was like i always kind of subconsciously realized that it was the aftermath but it's not until you said it that you took the approach of it being after a disaster and not during a disaster that it really hit. And I think that's a really, that's a really cool way to approach it because we focus so much on the how to prevent something that we don't focus on, well, here's what's going to be like after it happens. And so, yeah, now, now it just makes me even more excited about it. <laughs> so what should Texas look like in, in the world of CryptoZoo, do you think? what should texas look like um the summers would probably be a lot hotter and the winters would probably be a lot colder we've already gotten snow in texas so that's pretty unnatural um i don't think that you're gonna have icemen walking around but <laughs> um maybe some coyote men <laughs> coyotes living in the cities and stuff turning into men that'd be pretty cool sounds good I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be exactly the Coyote Man, but it'll be something you like, I promise. And actually, you might even be able to make your own campaign. So, we're making this as a role-playing game. I don't know if you have any... Do, do you have any experience with that? Have you played... Um, it's called TTRPGs before? Yeah, I've got Dungeons & Dragons books up on my bookshelf right now. Really? Um, I play on a weekly basis. I love RPGs. Oh, you're going to have to teach um, me then. Are you saying that it would be like, y'all write a story and then you would play it through on your own or how are you saying that this would work uh, we'll start to post more details in 2021 but basically uh, we're building designing the game from scratch or from open open game system like powered by the apocalypse and it would basically be a quick start and then a book um, and then we'll invite uh, listeners to play with us uh, on our website or on the podcast and obviously players will be able to make up their own stories and their own cryptids maybe in their hometowns uh, things like that so there'll be like roles to to learn how to do that okay yeah that that sounds really cool <laughs> i've never heard of anything like that i've never heard of content creators bringing in participants um but just an idea of a story being brought out in that way is really interesting. And I think it could be a really cool thing. All right. I'm putting you on the beta tester list. 
Our first camp is in Texas too, so you'll know you'll know your way around. Where do you live in Texas? Everywhere. <laughs> um, so I live two hours away from where I go to school, but for the most part, I live in College Station, which is where Texas A and M is. Okay, what's the name of the town? College Station, Texas. That's the name of the town. Yes, College Station. <laughs> It used to be a train station. That was the only reason there was a school put here because there was a train station. I see. Um... Cool. And how far is it? South, north of Texas, uh, west, east? near Houston. Near Houston. Okay. Would you like to say a few words to our uh, fellow Texan listeners? Like the climate, the only way to change anything is through personal action, and that includes holding others accountable, holding businesses accountable, holding our politicians accountable, and uh, just because a lot of people don't really like to consider that, especially in states like Texas, that. We can hold others accountable. Doesn't mean that we can't start doing that. And I know that's also something that you see a lot in New York and in California. Like we need to hold others accountable. And are you planning to um, to continue exploring climate research? And what are your plans for the future? I'm actually hoping to go into water security and uh, work with. Improving water quality in indigenous communities. That sounds great. In uh, in the states or around the world? In Peru, I did a study abroad in Peru and learned that uh, the mining corporations there have polluted the water beyond uh, an ingestible safety point. So yeah, I'm really passionate about people having access to water that they can actually consume. That sounds really fascinating. Maybe we should do like a season. On Peru, cryptid Peru, and water supply. Um, thank you so much, Anias, for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Hadrian. I had a really good time. Thank you so much for listening. Next time we'll meet with Jonathan Winstead, who is the creator of an amazing podcast called The Shadow Remake. So make sure to come back for that. Don't forget that you can always reach out to us via text message at six four six two two nine three four two three. If I'm not catching you next week, I wish you a really great holiday and happy new year. Thank you so much again for being part of Cryptozy.